Hi. So, I'm Rafaela. Welcome. I have today for my first guest aired episode. I have my well, I think this is very appropriate. My first ever friend in life. Felipe. Say hi. 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 Thank you for having me over. I feel so honored to be here. Yes, first, first friend, first guest. And Yeah. I think that well, you know that right now I'm living in France, right? Yeah. And do you remember the last time we were in Paris together? Yeah, I was so little. I remember it was the first time, the only time I've been to France. And it was a crazy time because I wasn't supposed to actually be there. <laughs> I was supposed to oh, be yeah. going. I was going to London until his mom texted my mom. Oh, we're in Paris. And we left the train and met up with them. And those I, were... I mean, honestly, the memories I have with you and your mom when I was little are the best memories ever. Like, they're just... <laughs> So full of joy. They are. They're, they're honestly the best times ever for me too. Which is why I think you're like the perfect guest. I think this is going to be a nice flowing conversation. Because it is. Like this podcast is a conversation. So basically, please introduce yourself. Your name, your age, where you're currently living. Um, so hi, I'm Felipe Barbosa. I'm 17 and I currently live in Sao Paulo, but I used to live in New York City and I'm originally from Rio. So which is exactly what we're talking about. So the reason why I created the podcast, the entire idea is that I've well, I'm 17 as well and I lived in three different continents, so South America, North America, now Europe. And everywhere that I've chosen to live is so different from like Well, I didn't I guess I didn't choose to live in Rio. I was just born there. But then I went from Rio to Sao Paulo. And then Sao Paulo, I lied to everyone and say I went to New York, but that's a lie. You know I'm in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> and now I lied to everyone and said that I'm in Paris when I'm actually in Rennes, which is like an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. But it's just I don't identify with Connecticut at all to say that I live there. Oh. I mean, Connecticut is, with all due respect, a very boring place to identify with. So, I know, but don't you think it's so interesting that you can identify with like a city or a town or... Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Really, really interesting, actually. Like, I, I never thought I would identify with like a place or not. But here I am saying I could never identify with Connecticut. No, yeah, that's actually really interesting because there's all sorts of people that live in Connecticut, but it's like the main idea of the place that you live in is like, nah, I I don't really feel connected to this. I am from New York. And like, I, I, that makes sense. I think that's fair. I don't really see why that would be, un, like, why that'd be not okay. Yeah, I guess. Well, I think that the only people I've met that actually do are very fond are co- from of, of Connecticut, are from Connecticut, which I guess expresses a lot about the state. But I don't want to bash on Connecticut because I do love it there. Not not the state itself, but my friends and the people. I want to talk about you. <laughs> and right, I guess right. your move from Rio to New York City first, because chronologically, that's your first big move. 
And I think yeah. you moved during like very formative years, right? Like you spent middle school in New York City. Yeah. And Rio is so different from New York City. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the problem about moving during middle school is that even though they're formative years, they're very superficial because in high school, I guess you can bond over differences because you're kind of more curious. And so you can form friendships over things that you don't have in common. But in middle school, all you talk about are the things that you're similar, like. And so you move from Rio, which is a beach city, right? Very sunny to New York, which snows and people are rude. <laughs> How do yeah. you adapt? Like. All right. So I think it's I think it's more fair if I tell you a little bit, like give you a little bit of context from my life in Rio. So I can explain how my life in New York sort of fit into that or didn't fit into that. Um, so I've, you know, I was born in Rio and I lived there until I was 12. And I used to go to this um, international school. And I've always seen all these people come from all around the world, especially Norwegians. In Rio, there's lots of Norwegian people going to the school. But I, I remember just seeing all these people coming in and out. And I remember when all my when, like some friends used to leave, I used to like be sad. But I always had this thing in mind, which I was like, all right, I'm from Rio. I've lived here for 12 years of my life. I'm never going to be moving out, right? I've always had sort of this, like, premise, like, this idea in my head. And then my dad one day takes me to on a hike on the Sugarloaf Mountain because you can you can hike that. So, you know, I, 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 and that was, like, my least favorite thing. Now I love hikes, but at the time I used to hate hikes. So it was a bad... Uh, my dad didn't really think this through, but it's all right. Um, so we went on the hike and I remember we, we got up, we got like popsicles and came back down. And I remember he like looked like he looked at me. He was like, oh, Felipe, I have news for you. I got to tell you something. And I was like, oh, what is it? He's like, oh, we're moving to New York. And like, I just started crying and it was like, I'm, I'm laughing now. But at the time, it was, it's a very distant memory. But I just remember like being really, really sad about this. And not being able to tell anyone because he hadn't like finalized his job offer yet. So I had to spend like a solid like three months. No, I think two, two to three months, which is hard for a 12 year old without telling anyone that I was moving. So that was really tough for me. But I don't know. I, I don't really. It's sort of a blur. I don't really remember it very clearly. I just remember being sad and then telling my friends and them not believing me. And then I don't know. <laughs> I think not believe you. No, because like I was some I was what they call an ERJ lifer. Like I used to go I like I was there since kindergarten and it was like it was sixth grade. And it was in the middle of sixth grade, it was like October. Like yeah. school had been going on for two months. So like, bro, you're like you're capping. Like ain't no way. And then you know, I had my parents come and tell them and I was, they're like, oh shit. It was sad. It was a sad like it wasn't no, it wasn't that sad. I I was I was it was the beginning of middle school. I don't think I had feelings formed yet in my brain <laughs> that like like control center wasn't formed so no but the thing is you were sad but you became a new yorker very fast in my oh, yeah, opinion yeah. like when i 100%. visited you in new york you were like we were in middle school and in brazil you know you can't get use public transport when you're young because it's dangerous and like people will rob you or something and like it's dangerous sao paulo is dangerous and I went there to visit you when you were taking me on the bus in the metro, and I was like, oh my god, he's American, yeah. he's a New Yorker. Yeah, it was really, I think the time I had in New York, like formatively, were really, really, like, was really important. Because I feel like 
most of my like obviously that's middle school but most of like my identity now like me i am based off new york like i started listening to hip-hop music then i don't really listen i i listen to some hip-hop music now but like at the time it was my jam bro i just like that was all i used to listen to so um you know the hip-hop i loved hip-hop i love fashion and you know I've, my fashion trends have grown a lot since i used to be a hype beast but you know it was i used to be very into like these american brands and hype things and i was just sort of like you know a middle schooler that was trying to keep up with being chronically online right so you know i was in middle school i had my first few relationships there that those were important but i feel like i don't know a uh, middle school was sort of like just forming me into me like just th- like creating the basic foundation for that right yeah so and but, i feel like creating your basic foundation in the us is so different than creating your basic foundation in like brazil i like the skills that you came back i remember because you moved back to brazil right as i was about to move to the us yeah which is crazy like we were exchanging cities or something and except i had COVID hit so i was stuck and yeah um but you had like all these different skills that i didn't have but then i had this all other like this other set of skills that you necessarily didn't have and it's not which one's better because not like they're different right you're After a while, I developed the skills that you already had, and you developed my other skills. And now we're mm-hmm. just, like, regular teenagers who are worried about <laughs> yeah. college apps. Like, that's all. <laughs> yeah, 100%. We're in the same, like, space. It was just, like, what developed first. And I think... But I think, I think talking about, like, place I've lived in and moves, I think by far my most impactful move has been the one from New York to Sao Paulo here, right? Yeah, you like were that, older. That was tough. You were starting high school. That that means a lot. And, and that was a long distance relationship. That sucked. Doesn't <laughs> that too? Yeah. Remember? Oh my god. All right. But I just remember, like, all right. I'll tell you. Basically, I moved here and I was dating a girl there, and it was not fun because I kept those long distance relationships like April from last year. So, bro, I've been. I've lived here since like um, January 2020. So right when COVID hit, you know, I was still dating her. And it was just like whole thing where I basically lost all of ninth grade and half of 10th grade because I was on my phone on FaceTime, you know, talking to this girl. But, you know, it's, I don't regret it because I think she really helped me, you know, form. And it's a part of me anyways. But I don't know. I think it was something that, Like, I held myself back because, you know, I could have broken up with her anytime. But I was just sort of like, oh, I need to keep, like, keep this thing that's going to keep me in touch with New York City. But... Yeah, I guess she was I, your, like, your one connection to New York City that made, like, an excuse for you to go and visit New York City. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because and I think... Yeah, it's a lot more valid to go up to your parents and say, I want to visit my girlfriend than I just want to visit the city. A hundred percent. And I think at the end of the day, it sort of like allowed me to keep this thing that said, I'm from New York. I used to like, I'm not like, I, I felt way more. I felt like an, an American, like a New Yorker at that time. So I used to it sort of help, help, like helped me keep on to this, like part of my identity, which is like, oh, I'm from New York. I'm never letting this go. Right. I have a girlfriend that's from there. It proves that I'm, 
a New Yorker or whatever. And, you know, it's very cockly to think that through. But, you know, I was 13 until I was... Damn, I broke up when I was 16. Yeah, but... Oh, my yeah. God. That's yeah, that was a lot a of time. Relationship. That's a lot. That's two and a half years. But and I just remember, all right, going back to when I first moved here, I remember that, like... I, like, I, I made myself this promise. I was like, all right, I'm not going to, like, assimilate myself into this Brazilian culture, which at the time I thought was just um, rich white guys wearing all black clothes and going out to, like, parties and, like, drinking alcohol. And, you know, it's part of being a teenager, but at the same time, when I, when you're getting into eighth grade, it, I don't know, I thought it was, the, like, despicable. I thought it was, like, the most, like, evil stuff. I don't know, I just... Yeah. I just I just I wanted to separate myself from it. So it was I I just remember I like people would, you know, invite me to parties and stuff and I just didn't want to go cuz I had this idea in mind which it's a very middle school idea. It's like, oh, none of these people have anything to do with me. I'm so much better than them. Like that was something I had like in my head when I first moved here and I I don't know. It was I I regret it cuz I think it could have I could have benefited lots more, but I feel like now I'm, you know, running back. I have friends now and I graded at the school I go to. So, you know, everything, everything, like everything came out fine. Yeah. You're friends with my friends and I love them and I love that you're friends with them. And yeah. I remember you not wanting to like fit in with the culture, which I guess is so strange because what teenager doesn't want to fit in? Like yeah. that. That's what I thought when you told me, like, I don't want to go out with these people. Like, I don't want to be their friends. I was like, oh. when I first moved to Sao Paulo and I could not fit in in this city at all. All I wanted to do was like fit in. And you were there yeah. trying to stand out, which I guess is very brave, honestly. As in some ways, it's brave. In others, it was kind of stupid. I'm like, <laughs> it, was, it was supremely stupid, but... <laughs> I think no, I agree. I think it was it was supremely stupid. I think I don't know. I think it sort of let me keep a part of my identity, which obviously I, I maybe I would have kept it either way, or maybe I wouldn't, right? But again, it's this recurring theme, which I'm like, which is me trying to keep this New York identity. And you know, I used to wear different clothes. I used to like wear like I, I still wear nowadays baggy clothes, and I, I, I think people nowadays don't really care as much, but. I don't know. I think back then it was a little weird, especially since it was eighth grade, which eighth grade is a weird time. People are so much meaner in middle school than they are in high school. I don't know why people make mean girls movies about high school. Like, no, they're focusing on the wrong group of girls, on the wrong group. Agreed. Of agreed. Agreed. I think that eighth grade is the eighth grade sucks. It's the peak of meanness. I I agree. I think the scariest people are eighth graders, but they still scare me. Anyway. You, you you try to stand out and I think that yeah we established that that was kind of like a bad move on your part but yeah <laughs> I think it's interesting that you try to be a soul identity when nowadays especially after the pandemic we've been talking about how identity is fluid and there are intersectionalities of identity so I guess nowadays you sort of understand that you can keep the New Yorker and keep the Rio and keep the Sao Paulo and whatever all in together or do you feel that or do you feel like no it's impossible to sort of 
you know, have them, like, when you talk about your identities, do you view yourself as, like, first there was this Felipe from Rio, then there was Felipe from New York, and now there's Felipe from Sao Paulo, or can you kind of, like, see how you're all of these three at the same time? I think now I'm obviously all three at the same time, but I think, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm so much sure, that's not what I'm trying to say, but I think it's because I've had time, I'm... Like, I've had lots of introspection, like, interest, is that a word? Yeah, I have lots of time yeah. for introspection. So I've been, like, looking into myself and just, you know, trying to understand what I like, what I don't like, and who I am. But I feel like, certainly, I've had times in my life where I felt like I was exclusively X identity or Y identity. I feel like if you look at me and, no, I, actually, I don't think that's true. I think while I was in New York, I obviously had, like, I was always Brazilian, and I always had this identity of being someone who's from Brazil. And, you know, as any foreigner living in the U.S., I think that's something that you can relate to also, right, Hafa? Yeah, no, like, my, my identity in the U.S. is Brazil, 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 like, yeah. I heart Brazil, Rio, Samba, like, yeah. I, what? I started listening to more Brazilian music after I moved there because <laughs> people would ask me, like, one time one person asked me if living in Rio was like living inside the DreamWorks animated movie, Rio. And I was like... Oh my god. <laughs> no, th that movie is actually pretty, like, it's a good, like, it represents Rio well. Exactly. And so when I said yes, this boy was so happy. So happy. And I got to, and I looked at myself and I was like, oh my god, it's so realistic. Like, it's such a good depiction. The second movie sucks. I watched um, the two movies and the second one's terrible but the first one's such a good depiction the first one's sick the first one's really sick no it's a great depiction it's a, i feel proud to be from the country where that, that movie is 100 100 and um, i think that i think that as i move on in my life i think i you know i get different aspects from my old selves or like my old identities and just sort of mash them up into something so like for example now I listen to a lot of Brazilian music, right? And like, oh, and going on, going back to your question, my, my bad. I think that like, <laughs> I feel like I've always used to think that being from New York, like wearing baggy clothes or listening to hip hop or, or R&B was something that you could only have if you lived in like the Lower East Side of New York and, um, you know, walked around in baggy clothes and went thrifting or whatever, right? And you know, that's a very idealized view, but I, you know, I sort of live that. But I think, and I see Sao Paulo now, and Sao Paulo is obviously a bigger city than New York, and it's a more multinational city than New York, I think. And, like, just multicultural in general. I think that I love Sao Paulo because there's a place for everything that you want to do, right? So you can go out to, like, to bars that play really, that play, like, sick music, music that I like. Or let's say, oh, I'm not feeling like listening to Frank Ocean tonight at, I don't know, um, I don't know, at a bar or whatever, at home. Oh, I want to go go to this jazz club. You can go to a jazz club and listen to, like, you know, jazz music. And there's, like, there's so many different parts of Sao Paulo that I just like. And especially even with clothing, I used to be a very, like, ugh, New York. I used to love Kanye, so it's, like, Kanye clothing, Kanye clothing. But, like, I don't know, even, like, now I'm wearing Brazilian brand clothing, and it's, like, I don't know, I've just, I've just gotten a way greater appreciation for the country I live in and just culture in general. But that doesn't mean I'm not, 
I still don't have that New Yorker identity that we've been talking about. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And I like that you said, you pointed out the good sides of Sao Paulo, how it's so big. Because everyone, no one actually expects Sao Paulo to be as big as it is, especially that it's in like South America, in a third world mm -hmm. country. That's kind of problematic at the moment, but it's really big and it's it's bigger than New York. That's what I tell people. Yeah. Like people say New York doesn't sleep, but that's a lie. They, they, it does sleep. It sleeps at 5 a.m., sure, but Sao Paulo literally does not. <laughs> there's yeah, because when you're going to bed, there's everyone waking up, going to work, right? And it's like, you know, it's very privileged for me to, you know, be able to like say this, but it's true. It's our reality, right? Yeah. We do, we've seen a very good side of every place that we've lived in, which is something to point yeah. out. We've seen a great side of Rio, right? Leblon, great neighborhood, great close to the beach. All our friends live there. Then we've seen mm -hmm. Sao Paulo with like very great parts of Sao Paulo too. Like attending international school and hanging around and having security to go to places that otherwise you wouldn't feel safe going to. I mean, and then in New York, the East yeah, Side. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I sort of am a little more ballsy in Rio and Sao Paulo, especially you know you know I'm a man and you know it yeah. comes it's like. I have, I don't, I don't want to say privilege. That sounds really bad, but you know, I'm, I'm a male and you know, I don't have to worry about certain things. Right. Yeah. So I'm very ballsy in real Like for example, I barely take Ubers. I walk everywhere at night or I take the subway. Right. Which is something that I thought was like mind blowing because you know, when I went to New York, I was like, Oh my God, I, me as a 12 year old boy, I can take the subway and go to school and I'm chilling. I'm not going to like be, I don't know, killed, shot and killed. But like, you know, I just, <laughs> I just came back from Rio. I just, I was spending my break there just now. And, you know, I was seeing all my friends and we were going up and down around the city, just walking and taking the subway by ourselves. And, you know, maybe it's not, it's not as restricting yeah. as it seems, right? Like in Sao Paulo, I like, I walk every, I, I don't walk everywhere because everything's far, but The subway system's great here, so I take the subway a lot. And just, and it's not, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm so different. That's not something people who come from my income bracket do, but it's sort of true. I don't know yeah. many people that take the subway and like walk around everywhere, right? It, it is true, I guess. When after you live abroad, I think that's something you have from New York, that you're so comfortable with public system, like transport, because in Brazil, people are not. Like, I remember going to Brazil for a break, and I was like, Oh, you know, we can always get the metro. And my friend started laughing at me and I was like, no, it's valid. You can always get the metro if something happens. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and it's not like, and the subways here are much better than the one in New York. Oh, much, much, much okay. better. The one in New York sucks. I've had two men take their pants off in front of me and then I stopped going. And now I just walk. But, oh, I've seen some despicable <laughs> things in the subway, but I think... I've become so desensitized because, you know, it's the only way I could go to school. So <laughs> I've seen everything I could have seen in my life. No, like that definitely. No, the Metro prepares me like um, I'm currently with a host uh, family and then my friends and everyone that was here for like longer than I am. And they were like, 
oh, by the way, Santa Anne is this, like, dangerous place here, like, and I looked at them, and I was expecting, like, something horrible, you know, like, mass shootings or something, no, 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 pickpockets, I'm like, don't worry, I'm not gonna be pickpocket, like, I'm, I, I know who to look for, I, yeah, and I think, especially, like, you know, being from Brazil, and, you know, having this sort of, like, heightened awareness, and living in New York also, it's like, you, you've had this, like, a sort of awareness of, like, who to trust, what's up, and, like, you know, small city uh, crime is a thing, obviously, but I don't think, I think with our heightened, it's like a superpower, almost, it's like, I, I do believe you know, it's a superpower. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm always looking around the street to check if I could get, get my phone out or not, right? So, you know, I don't know, it's, it's a small thing, but it's part of our identities, right? Yeah, it is, and, like, living in Connecticut, it's not that at all well i first of all i go, do go to boarding so i feel like that's important to say so i i barely leave campus because mm-hmm. i don't need to leave campus everything's there and then when i do leave i'm in like new haven but i'm in the suburbs of new haven i didn't even know new haven needed a suburb when i first visited because it already feels like suburb to me and then i found out mm-hmm. oh wait there is a suburb and it's where i currently live which is interesting because new haven like connecticut is a blue state right Blue as in democratic, mm-hmm. just so. Yeah. And, you know, as a foreigner in these polarizing political times, it's good to live in a blue state. I agree, I agree. <laughs> but my town is a red town. And so it's so bad because, well, I mean, I do have some, my political opinions do align sometimes with Republicans. Like, it's a mix. Like, I'm a, I'm, I consider myself very much a center person. Right? It's like purple. But anyway. And one time, a man came up to me and was like, God bless Trump. He should have won the election in my town. And I've never felt so like... And he knew my school. He was like, I know you go to X school. And blah, blah, blah. And I never felt so like, what is going on right now? Like, this... Wait, so he just came up to you. He was like, oh, I know that you, I know you go to blank. Um, Here... Trump should have won. God just, bless Trump. <laughs> all right, all right. I think honestly, like, look, as much as I hate Trump, and, you know, I'm from Brazil, so, but, I, but I like, you know, I keep up. I'm, I'm someone who keeps up with politics. I just think that, like, I'm a very, I don't know. I've done, I've been doing political like tests. I've been really into like political compass tests. Really, really into them. <laughs> so. I think as like a libertarian myself, I think that, you know, people should be able to like, say what they want. So I don't think what well, he's if he said that Trump won, that'd be something else. But I think him saying that he supports Trump, even if I don't like him, you know, that's OK. But yeah, but don't come don't to know. a stranger in the street. That's like uh, a very just, I've maybe never he just feels so strongly about it. that he, he just has to tell he you. He had to share to me a like 17 year old girl walking around, that has never happened to me in any other place. And I didn't expect it to happen to me in Connecticut, out of all the places, like, you're kidding me? New York City has a lot more crazy people. But yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> like, it had to happen to me in Connecticut, in the small suburb suburbs of New Haven. But yeah, it was an interesting experience, I think. And my bad, I, there's also like that factor 100%, which is like, you know, you're a girl so like you have to worry about like these guys coming up to you and stuff because that happens right yeah but it's fine 
I like that, no, it's fine because it's not fine. It's something terrible. It shouldn't happen. But it's fine because I'm a, like I know who to let, look out for and what to look out to. And I feel like at least I guess in Brazil because that's something Brazilians they're more apparent with their intentions and their emotions and they're very more open people than in the U.S. So I immediately know what's bad and what's wrong. <laughs> And like who to look out for, and in the U.S. it's so much more blurry. I because people are naturally shut off. So first I have to come up, be like, you know, I have to be in that environment for me to look out for that environment. Mm -hmm. I have to like test the waters first. In Brazil, yeah, you already in Brazil you already know which waters not to dive into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's a really good point. Which I, it was like a culture shock for me. Because when I first moved to the US, I just thought everything would be 130% safe. I don't know. I mean, that, that's a good, you know, that's that's a normal um, assumption to make as a Brazilian, right? Because compared to where we live now, it, it is 130% safer. But at the same time, it's not, right? Because yeah. we're super safe where we are now. And... I mean, where I am now in Sao Paulo, I don't feel like scared going to the street at all. But at the same time, it's like the U.S. is also supposed to be super safe. But things happen. Hate crimes happen, you know. Yeah. It's a definitely different type of crime. A hundred percent. Yeah. Or maybe we just don't talk because I feel like, I don't know. They ha also have like their media is so much more global. Mm -hmm. So when we do, in fact, hear about the kind of crimes that, like, the hate crimes and, like, gun violence that happens there, everyone gets to hear it. As opposed to, like, you know, you know, we know that there's gun violence in Brazil, but, like, mm -hmm. it's, like, no oh, one... Oh, and, and it's also not to say that, you know, violent, like, hate crimes happen in Brazil. You, like, you can see, like, there's so many movies about this, and it's an on, it's a ongoing theme of, like, you know, racial violence and class violence i think classism is a huge part of brazil and it sucks it really sucks and i don't know it's very hard to think about something to do as you know a member of the elite but yeah. i don't know it's i think it's important to you know mm, how do i say it just like realize and understand that you know while brazil is violent hate crime also is a thing here like hate crimes are a thing yeah here. but this the hard part about doing that is that people outside of brazil already have that image of brazil that everything sucks and because yeah and everything is violent and everything is like there are no good cities there are no good places to go if i go to rio i'm gonna like die and be robbed but that's not true so when you're out there you want to show the good sides you want to say no yeah no that's not mm -hmm. the life i lead i've i've gone to the beach and i'm alive and i've never been robbed in my entire life but you sort of feel like you also have to show the truth mm -hmm. which is not it's like a very you know there are morally great characters but like our experience of brazil is a very morally great brazil Care. Like, very more very 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 so it's hard like we want to show the good side we want to make it seem like paradise because people already think it sucks you know we have we've had like our the only thing people read about when they read about brazil is how the amazon is being destroyed and how our presidents <laughs> are corrupt like that's all they, that. yeah the only good publicity we've gotten is the movie rio <laughs> 
Yeah, and that girls in Brazil are so stunning. That's that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's the only. Oh, and soccer, but that's not even happening anymore. Like they've. Yeah, we we haven't been too good with soccer as of recent. I know, and I'm attacked because all my friends in the U.S. since they already knew the U.S. wasn't gonna win. I'm so sorry. They were like, we want Argentina to win, and I'm like, guys, not in front of me. Like. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but. Honestly, I think France pisses me off more than Argentina. <laughs> I'm living here right now. No, but I get it. I can't. I can't with. I. I can't with their soccer team. Just. For, I know, bro. They're so like. They piss me off. I know because the thing is that they're gonna. They are the biggest like threat to our five star. You know. Yeah. Their squad is so good. They're, I know they're so good, they're so good, and Mbappe is so young, and like, oh my god, this is horrible for us. But you know what? Yeah. We have Endrik arriving next. Week. Exactly, Endrik is gonna save us, bro. I know that for a fact. Do you, have you? Okay, because we're gonna go back to the topic of identity. Every Brazilian knows how to talk about soccer, except except maybe my mom, but she's not important to this conversation. <laughs> No, yeah, but yeah, Brazilians like even me. Who you know, I'm not a sports person. I, I watch, I watch Brazilian league. I watch the Premier League. I know stuff about soccer. What's your so, Premier League team? Oh, I am a. I used to be a Chelsea fan, but I'm a bandwagon because you know they're doing really, really bad now. Like <laughs> horrendously bad after like they, their like their team got sold off. So my temporary team now for this season. Is Man City because I really like Holland. I'm Tottenham because I like Hishalisson. Oh, I have a really fun fact about Hishalisson. So I'm working at an ONG called Onsafari right now, and it's like, um, you know, they they um, save jaguars and stuff. It's this really, really, really cool ONG, like NGO, and they're you know they're working with Nike. And like basically, let me explain what I'm doing first, and then I'll tell you the really fun fact. Yeah. Um, basically, right now, me and my brother, my brother and I created this um, automation software that recognizes um, which animal is in a camera trap video. And camera trap videos are just motion set, like motion activated videos, right? You're so, so smart. We created. <laughs> no, we, we created this program that you know figures out what animals in the video, which is something that didn't exist because they only existed for photos. But our thing recognizes animals in videos, right? And we got backing from Google for Brazil, like in Brazil, like Google in Brazil, right? And they're like helping on Safari and us in our like program and like the stuff that we're writing. So yeah, that's what I'm doing in On Safari. And the fun fact about On Safari is that the Brazilian shirt that they played in the 2022 World Cup that has like the little like jaguar prints, they made it in collaboration with On Safari. And he Lisson has a jaguar. At On Safari, like he adopted a jaguar. Oh my god, that's adorable. That's a yeah, great fact. Name's Ast- his name's you- Acerola. It's really sick. Do you have an extra shirt? Because I didn't buy. Oh, one. I, fi- I I could try to find you one. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is like we already lost the World Cup, but it's fine. I think that's so. That's such a cool project. That's so because okay. No, the audience does not know this, but I know that you're a STEM guy and you've always been a STEM guy. And I tried to join you and be a STEM woman in STEM, but that was an unsuccessful mission. (laughs) 
love that yeah. you're are you, okay so we basically i talked to him about um like the humanities he talked to me about stem and so he just showed me on camera a book that he's reading because i told him to read more and i am reading i am reading <laughs> he's reading more but what i was gonna say is that you're very much a stem person and i feel like you acquired that you've always been a stem person but you've acquired that stem abilities in new york city I mean, you really like when he moved to new york city i don't know how to explain that but his stem levels just skyrocketed <laughs> my stem levels but i think i've always like been really into computers i think that's something that i've always had i know he used to play sims with me he built me a oh, house yeah. But I, I don't even know how to play video games. I could never code. Like, I know how to code basics because I went to a summer camp with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> a STEM summer camp. He did take me there to those. It's great. I can always put on my resume that I know how to code. And I do know how to do it because of you. But thank you. Right? <laughs> but I think that's such, that's such a cool project. And that's something that's so, I think, that's so you to do something like that. I, I love that you and your brother are doing that. I'm so glad. I have no idea about the Google project. I'm finding out with everyone, and I think that's awesome. No, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I I felt like I should. I, I didn't want to like tell you over text because you know, saying that you know I'm sponsored by Google sounds way cooler on you know on a call like and when I'm talking to you, right? So like when I'm talking, like yeah, you can hear my voice and stuff. I think that so, I think that's awesome. Uh, I I've always yeah. known. I see you're like. You're such. A, you're gonna be like Mark Zuckerberg. Oh my God. No, don't say that. I don't want to. I want to be. I want to be for good. I don't want to. I want to not make that much money. I just want to help. Help. Which oh my God. Like, you're a STEM for good guy. You're like a Web three guy. Oh my God. You know. You know why I've become. I've decided to like. I've become a STEM for good guy because I've been reading more because of you, Hafa. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm reading. I gotta tell you what I've read since we last saw each other, right? Yes. So I I read Metamorphosis by Kafka. Classic. Love that. The Trial by Kafka. Um, and then I got really into Camus also. I read The Stranger, I read Mythos Sisyphus, I read The Plague. I read, um, oh, what's that? Oh, my bad. I can't, should, I can't curse, my bad. Yes, you um, can. It's fine. All right. Fuck, what's it called? I re also read... I read another Camus one. I forgot what it was called, but I read Mythicist because that one was really good. I read um, No Exit by Sartre. I've started reading Dostoevsky, which is really Oh, sick. damn. You're starting yeah, with I'm that. Reading, I'm reading it in Portuguese. It's called It's called Humilhação. Alright, I'll, I'll get it later, but I haven't started that one yet. I read... Um, let me get the books. I have them here. Hold up. <laughs> I read One Piece by Tolstoy. I read... Oh, and I'm reading currently The End of History and the Last Man by Fukuyama because you told me to. Yeah, I love, I love Fukuyama. I think he's great. I can't say that I'm reading too many deep books right now. I'm going through um, the sort of phase where I've mastered English, I've mastered Portuguese, and I'm considered fluent in French, but I, I'm definitely... Not you know I know I understand everything, but I feel like I'm so like I have a very like I don't know it's just not satisfying me my levels of French I just want to be really good like I'm good at English mm -hmm. I like I want to reach that so I've been reading books in French I'm currently reading Patty Smith 
which I love her. She's a great, she writes great essays. Definitely recommend if you're like kind of wanting to read like essays instead of long books. And she mm -hmm. really makes you think, but I'm reading it in French because I thought. And how is it? Are you understanding everything? I am understanding everything, but it's definitely taking me longer than I like a If I were reading this in English, I would have finished it in like a day, but I'm taking of like a week and a half with this already. And I think it's also an important point to say that since I've like, I've lived such an American life, all the schools I've been to are American. My English is actually way better than my Portuguese, right? Like I oh, yeah. take like four times longer to read any book in Portuguese than in English. And I feel really bad because I sort of like, I feel like I don't really have this part, this Brazilian part of me that I think... I feel like I should have. It's my duty as, you know, a Brazilian man, like a Brazilian person in general, just like know about music, know about what's going on, know about who are the 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 STF judges. <laughs> um, I think these are things that, you know, I should know and I don't. Like, I don't know, actually, I've been listening to more music. I've been trying to culture myself more. Like, I listen to lots of Brazilian music now. I'm reading lots. I want to get into more Brazilian literature, but I feel like that's, something that I lack and kids that go to American schools and international schools here in Brazil lack in general, which is yeah. an understanding of their own country. Yeah, I feel like we definitely, my Portuguese levels are definitely are not the same um, that they were when I first, you know, left the country. That's definitely a disappointment, but I'm very connected to languages. I love learning languages. So I have the Portuguese, the French, and the English, and I can't, I like no conversational Spanish. I should. Nah, right. you, you're, a, you're a polyglot. You can I know, like, speak I, every language in existence. <laughs> I do, I do want to learn um, more uh, as I go. I want to learn Italian because I feel like such a fake Italian because I have the citizenship and I have the passport and I don't speak, like, I speak mm -hmm. like, hi, how are you? I want food. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think that's all you need. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think I think it's I think it's important. And what? Oh, and another book that I read. I forgot to say, The Perfume. Oh, I, I know. I know which book you're talking about. That's insane. That's perfume. That's perfume. Yeah, it's a, that book is so good. It's really good. It's kind of insane, but it's really good. Nah, bro. Bro is just like me. Bro is just like me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He he kills women. So reference yeah, it's for a, whoever's it's a listening. joke. It's a um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I feel like I think it's so interesting because we grew up together and you turned out to be such a stem person and I'm like I could not be further off like mm -hmm. I'm such a I think that's what's cool though and that's what's really cool about like growing up separately but you know sort of starting out from the same spot and you could see just like you know how people are actually like how every choice that you make sort of impacts yeah. your final life Like, in how you become? Yeah. Who would have thought? Well, actually, I always thought you were going to be, like, a STEM person. But who would have thought that... Yeah. I had, I, I would never have thought that you became an English person. But guess what? It's the consequences of your actions. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have never thought that I'd become such, like, a humanities, like, essay writing. You know, you know what I've been doing? Writing for my, like, I write essays and poetry and, like, With texts, descriptive writing on my free time for pure enjoyment. Like, I feel bad for you. 
<laughs> I honestly feel bad for you, but I, I've been getting more into the arts too. I can't like like obviously with reading more, but I've been watching more movies, listening to, like I, lyrical music. I've been taking I've been taking a cinema class here. Oh, tell me about the movies that you like. Oh my god, I just watched Babylon, which is a masterpiece. Everyone should watch Babylon. Mm -hmm. And I, because it's my favorite director, Damien. And so I had watched La La Land, and I fell in love with La La Land. Like I have a La La Land addiction. It's like a problem. It's not okay. And um, I would say for everyone watching, my like a movie that you definitely should watch is The City of God. It's like a Brazilian movie. Oh, that movie's so good. That movie's so good. I love that movie. It's like the best movie ever. The cinematography is beautiful. The actors are amazing. The story is sad. Isn't there, like, that's the best combination there is. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly, that's all you need. Honestly. The movies that I like, I love Fight Club. I think Fight Club is really great. I love Inglorious Bastards. I think Inglorious Bastards is really great by Tarantino. Yeah. And a movie I just watched. No, actually, I love Studio Ghibli movies in general. I think that, yeah. you know, they have great animation. City in the Sky, oh, Castle in the Sky is great. But the one movie I watched yesterday that changed my life I think we should watch it soon and tell me what you think. It's another like animated movie. It's called Perfect Blue. It's okay. by Satoshi Kon. He's this like Japanese director, right? And it's this movie about like this Jap like J-pop idol, you know, you know J-pop and it's like you know all this dancing and you know they got these really over the top shows. But it's basically her leaving the J-pop industry. Like she stops being an idol, like a J-pop idol. And she's trying to get into acting, right? And she figures out that she has a stalker. So it's like her coming to terms with that. And it's like just a hurry. It's really cool. And it like has all these stuff to do with like, you know, mental health and like mental disorders. It's a really, really great That's movie. insane. I'm going to watch that. Like I actually, I had never thought that I'd be interested in cinema until I started taking this course. Because I feel like I'm not, even though I'm a humanities person, I never felt connected like an artistic person. And I did have like a bunch of theater t teachers tell me that I had good effort, but <laughs> not very good, I feel like. Free <laughs> too. But I do like the, because I do like the background of it, which I, I like the academic part, I guess, of art, which I don't know if that makes me work. I don't know. That makes you more nerdy. Like, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay, I've accepted that I'm a nerd a long time ago. I love art history. I love history of cinema. Like, what's going on, man? I, <laughs> I, think, I think you've just admitted on the first episode of the podcast that you're a huge nerd. I am. This is why, see, only nerds create a podcast. Actually, that's a lie. Very cool people create podcasts. But I had like I I'm I'm also obsessed with podcasts, which is why I wanted to do this. Like I I'm subscribed to like more than I like to admit. It, like I have like art podcasts, history podcasts, language podcasts, lifestyle podcasts. I have um <laughs> I have like myths and um Greek life podcasts. Just I mean it's sick. I mean that's honestly sick. Podcasts are a form of media that I that I'm not really too into i like being podcast i've been in another friend's podcast also but then you know I, lo I love talking i don't like to shut up and i'm i love talking too which is why i think this is great because but, look at this amazing conversation we just had yeah it was 51 minutes of just talking 51 I, mean, I could talk forever I yeah and i think 
what makes what makes this really good? What makes me a really good choice to be in your podcast is because we've been like because we're such good friends, but we don't like update each other about each other's lives a lot. So we have like when we do talk, it's like lots of substance. I know we never update each other. This is actually kind of sad, but no, actually this is good because we're a friendship that doesn't need constant updating. Exactly. Like we'll exactly. forever we'll forever be friends. Exactly. Because we met each other. Well, I probably wasn't the first person that he met because he was born a few months before me. But that doesn't matter because I—he was the first person that I met. Yeah, that's what matters. That's what matters because it's her podcast. It's, yes. <laughs> no, like actually, we're the first person that I met. That wasn't like my parents or like my doctor, which I think is insane. Like I've known you. Yeah, I, I was never—I never—I was never needed to be introduced to you. I had to introduce myself to all my other friends. But not me. Mm-mm, not you. And you're the only friendship from that long ago that I've actually kept. Like, who else from like that long have I? That's actually that's actually really crazy. I've never thought about that. That's so true. Like I've always just known you are. Like. Yeah. You're just. No, that's crazy. That's really crazy. I'm like my brain is exploding right now. This is so crazy, and to think that our moms became friends as they were pregnant, like, just like one misstep, one like. Not going to the grocery store, they wouldn't have become as friend. Well, as best friends as they were, and then we wouldn't have become. Yeah. Friends. Oh, that's crazy. That's really crazy. That's butterfly effect right there. Yeah. No, like actually butterfly effect. We we should talk. No, that's insane. We can't think too much about these things. I'm gonna go into an existential crisis. I can't. Yeah. And then I'm gonna start writing essays and poetry and descriptive writing for fun, and <laughs> so I'm not gonna sleep. I can't do that. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> it's but i don't know it's crazy just like how much of an impact you've had in my life even though we don't talk every day right? i know it's insane and we were actually okay do you remember when i was gonna do my 15th birthday party that was canceled because of covid and we we're gonna dance in it yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. my god good times good times i should do an 18th one bro i'm 28 we're turning 18 this year that's crazy i know we're that's gonna be legal crazy. people I don't know what to do. Like I don't I know how to call the police. I know how to like do stuff, but at the same time I don't. I, don't. I think yeah. yeah. Good thing I'm going to be 18 and not like 20 because I feel yeah. like 20 is going to drive me into like a crisis. Cuz I'm not going to be a teen. Don't even don't even talk about that. I'm going to get sad in the podcast. <laughs> We're going to get sad. No, I feel like this year it's going to go by so fast because we're doing so much. Like, teenagers do so much these days. We have school, then extracurriculars, then, well, you're doing a whole, like, Google thing, and I'm, like, writing in my room or reading or <laughs> walking around France doing schoolwork. And um, I don't even know anymore. So, like, <laughs> what's up with that? Like, I want to rest, but it's fine. No, I mean, I think... You end up doing so many things and you just don't sort of notice it, right? Except at the end of the year. That's when I I don't notice I'm tired until I receive my grade sheets. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, same, same. When I read my grades, like, I'm like, oh my god, I worked so hard to get those. Like, I'm exhausted. Now it's clicking. Which is why I'm going to take a gap year. You are? No, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I want to apply to college. Get in. See. And you can get in just like a gap year, yeah. No, and get in and then 
confirm, accept, and then get that gap year. Because you can do that now. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's a plan. Oh, that's really sick. Because I've, oh, that's, that's, I've lived in a dorm for like so long now. No, that's the move. I I sort of I really want to be able to live in the dorm. I like I want to go to college and because I'm hyped. I want to like you know, change. I want change in my life. But you're hyped up the for the, You're hyped up already for the experience. A hundred percent. I'm also 100%. hyped up, which is kind of. But I'm also hyped up for my gap year where I'm gonna go to the Amazon. Um, not for the whole year, for a part of the. I'm gonna survive in the jungle. The Amazon. You should go to Pantanal too. Like I just I literally came back on Monday because yes. I was working there. Yeah, yes. I want to go there because I watched the novella Pantanal, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite ever. Um, so I really want to go and like it's my dream and I've been trying to come, but my mom doesn't want to go and my dad doesn't want to go either. Go to On Safari in Kaima, which is where I worked. It's really sick. There's safaris and you see jaguars and you see every cool Brazilian animal ever. I want to go there. I'm going to go there. Whatever. I'll go alone. You are going to go there. I'm gonna go there. I also wanna do the um, hang gliding in Rio. Oh yeah, in Rio. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that too, but I, I think I'll get too scared. No, I'm t- we're totally I'm gonna go. You're, you'll go with me and then we, we'll hold each other accountable because you're not gonna leave if I'm there. We have, to, we have to do life-changing things together. I feel like you're the only person that can actually, you know, peer pressure me into doing <laughs> this sort of stuff. No peer pressure, guys. That's so wrong. But okay. only into life-changing things like jumping off a mountain like the that cliff in Rio with a hang glide, of course. No, yeah. No dangerous. Not, not suicide. Just <laughs> with wings. With wings, exactly. Like Rio, the bird. It always goes back to that movie. It, exactly. That movie's so good. It's so guys. It's great. It's, did it win an award? Cause it should have. Like. Let me see. Let me see. Google that right now. I'm googling right now. I swear if it didn't. It won an Annie Award for Best Character Animation in a Feature Production. But that's it. Emmy? I, apparently. Oh, that's good. I like good. Emmys. Good. No, not Emmy. Annie. Like the name An- Anna. Like Annie. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, it didn't win any huge awards, but... Was but it nominated it, at it, least? That's kind of sad. It was nominated for the Oscars. Oh, okay. It's a nominee. Great. Yeah. But... Just for music, though, it, all right. Who, oh, it's fine. It's like Brazilian music. Yeah, I think it, it already has the award for taking my heart. Oh, oh my God, that's so sweet. That's like adorable. It's true. It's, it's such a true. good movie. It's such a good movie. It is. And I think we'll end the podcast on the note that you should watch Rio. Rio. 100%. Rio and the City of God. And Perfect Blue. And Perfect Blue, Exactly. These All are right. well. Thank you. These are the movies, and <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me over. I think this was a really good first podcast, and I'm really excited to be on this. It was great. Now my everyone that listens will be disappointed on <laughs> the following episodes because they'll always compare it to this one and be like, "Wow." It's because I'm so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great having you, and I hope. Everyone at home watches the movies. Or if you're too busy coding or reading or writing essays, we totally get it. But make some time for the movies. Yeah, make some time. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you for having me over.